Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and welcome. I'm excited. Here we have another episode of My Orgasmic Life. Okay, so a little bit of content warning. Today, we're going to get into the woo of my life. We're going to talk a little bit more about the, the sexual evolution and the magical sexual evolution of my life. Um, you know, we covered my trip to the Amazon jungle, um, part one, which is, uh, episode 211. And then we did part two where I took ayahuasca, which was like, uh, you know, episode 215. So go check out those episodes. If you're like, um, why, where are we going now? So this is Gaia's whirlwind <laughs> of adventures to the jungle. <laughs> So I thought I would share with you, again, I'm going to be talking about woo. So there's not a lot of uh, sex in the story at all. So if you're like, oh man, I really, those are my favorite stories. <laughs> then come back next week <laughs> or go get caught up on all of the, the episodes that I've been doing. They're very graphic and very juicy. Okay. So where did I end off? I ended off in the Amazon jungle doing ayahuasca and, um, and ayahuasca in the jungle, uh, the Amazon jungle gave me my destiny. And that destiny is kind of what's led me to who I am today. And so I feel like as much as you really, it's important for you to understand um, who I am as a sexual being, part of being my orgasmic life and why I'm so orgasmic is because I'm a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. And because I'm this high priestess, and this is why, how this ends up happening, um, that's why I'm so orgasmic. It's, it's all of the things, all of the things that make me me. And so I want to share all of the things. Okay, you ready? Here we go strap in <laughs> but there's no strap-ons in this episode <laughs> okay so we're, i'm taking you to costa rica the jungle of costa rica it is year actually before i get into that so i somebody asked me recently 
uh, who had listened to the episodes about the Amazon, they thought it was quite recent, but it actually wasn't recent at all. Um, it was in 2008, maybe 2009, um, that I was in the Amazon jungle. So a year goes by, I get, I get given my destiny by the tree outside of my umbrella hut in the Amazon jungle about how I'm going to be high priestess of divine sexual magic and that how I need to go into boot camp training all year round. So I spend the year uh, sitting with sexual energy, allowing it to fill my being and my body, changing the DNA, frequent DNA of my system, changing the DNA of my um, cellular system so that I can hold the frequency of divine sexual energy of the universe, which is really intense, by the way. And for anybody who's actually had sex with me, they'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so anyways, divine sexual energy and divine sexual magic, which um, let me talk about those two different things a little bit. I do other episodes on Tantra and sex magic and things like that, but just for the purpose of our conversation today. So sex magic is, okay, so sexual energy is all of life force energy. So everything is created and that pulsation, it feels like a pulsation um, and it's throbby, it's pulsating and it's throbby um, is the same as when we are tapped into our sexual energy. Now that sexual energy can be either created within the body or it can be tapped into from around us. Um, in an elemental situation or like the elements around us or from other people around us. So externally from us, we can tap into that energy. Now, sex magic is the ability to focus and harness that sexual energy with intent. Okay. Just so we have, you understand the language that I'm using. And as I tell you about this journey, um, there may be some magical, woo-woo, uh, <laughs> new agey uh, language that you may not understand. Um, and that's okay. I will try to do my best to remember that my most of my listeners, um, that this is not their realm. Okay. So I will take a pause and try to remember to um, define the language that I'm using at times. And if I forget in advance, I'm very sorry. This is how I move. So sometimes I forget. Okay. All right. So I spend a year every day. So basically opening up my root chakra, which is my genital area, opening it up, allowing the universe of love and light um, and the um, uh, sexual energy from the earth to pulsate and move from the earth and into my body and through my vagina up through all of my chakras, which are different energy sources in our bodies that relate to different things and uh, open all of me up. And then I have all of this, like, and it, it's writhing and it's horny and it's hot and it's like fire and it's like intense. And I feel like, oh my God, I'm going to die if I don't have an orgasm, but I'm not allowed to have an orgasm because I'm supposed to be able to sit in this energy. So then I expand my bubble. And so today we're going to talk about bubbles in the extended version, um, which will 
be now available. It used to be available on Patreon, but I'm shifting from Patreon to a new membership program um, because of censorship issues that are going on all over the place. So you can get, you'll be able to get, you'll be able to find the extended version in the membership uh, link um, in the show notes. Okay. So where was it? Oh, okay. So in the extended version today, I'm going to talk about how do we set up our bubbles? How do we move with energetic bubbles? How do we create a love bubble? So we're going to, I'm going to talk, teach you how to do that in the extended version. Okay. So basically I would expand my bubble and then I would let the, the universe fill me up with all of the sex energy, um, life force energy, chi energy, fill me up and to the inside of my bubble. And then I would push and, 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 and expand my bubble so it was bit further away from my physical body. And then I'd fill that up. And then I would do it so that it filled the room. And then I would do it even further away from my body. And then I would, at the end of it, I would pull the, the bubbles in close, which would then make all of the energy inside of the bubble really, really uh, concentrated, which was really intense and kind of quite uncomfortable uh, at times um, because I wasn't used to holding that much sexual energy before. So I did a whole year every day of that. Getting ready to do my initiation as a high priestess, which is where I'm going to take you to the jungle of Costa Rica. So a year later, so I either it's like, I think 2009 or 2010, somewhere in there. Um, I go to the Amazon, or sorry, not Amazon, I go to Costa Rica. And this is the first time I've been to Costa Rica. And I'm in Costa Rica with an old business partner and um we you know we're reconnecting and there's a bunch of drama that happens there um nothing worth talking about other than sometimes you know you should really uh listen to your instincts <laughs> and heal your shit <laughs> when you do both listen to your instincts and heal your shit your instincts are better and you don't get yourself into some crazy drama relationships which is another podcast we'll talk about um, for another day. So anyways, so uh, I meet my old business partner in Costa Rica. She At the time, she was my business partner. And uh, we rent this beautiful place called La Ponderosa, which if anybody knows me, think, she will think it's hilarious because I'm a member at The Ponderosa, which is a nudist resort in Ontario. <laughs> One of my partners live at the news resort and I, sometimes I live at the news resort and it's named the Ponderosa. Anyways, so uh, we stay at this wonderful resort in uh, Pavonis, Costa Rica called La Ponderosa, which is not a nudist resort. However, a little fast forward, in February 2023, I will be renting it for a kinky vacation trip for running a retreat. <laughs> so full circle. <laughs> All right. Anyways, okay. So we rent this beautiful space at this beautiful uh, resort center, resort right across from the ocean. And so Pavonis is this really beautiful 
untainted un yeah it's untainted it's wild like wild 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 like there's no paving roads and it's not really roads and roads get washed out and like it's like it's it's wild you go on the beach it's all black sand um the sand's all black and so you like look down the beach one way and there's not a soul and you look down the other beach and there's not a soul it's like it's you know but it's an old it's not old it's a um it's a surfing it's it's a surfing village basically um and uh, that's the area of the i think it has like i don't know there's some some world renowned surfing wave thing that i know nothing about because i'm not a surfer something about the longest wave or it breaks some weird way or i don't know anyways if you're a surfer you understand and if if you want to know you can go look it up it's called pavone Pavonis, not pervonus, <laughs> Pavonis, <laughs> which apparently means turkey, <laughs> wild turkey. <laughs> so, so we, and actually, there's I, let's backstory this because there's some funny stories before we even get there. Okay, so we we fly into Costa Rica. So when you fly into Costa Rica, everybody has to fly into the mate, the capital, which is San Jose. So we fly into San Jose and, um, and then my ex-business partner, she had traveled a lot, uh, in around the world. And so she's like, ah, we don't need to get a cab to, we're going to stay at, um, a hostel, Costa Rica, the Costa Rica youth hostel. And she's like, oh, we don't need to get a cab there. We'll, we'll bus it. We'll like, you know, we'll just bus it. And she speaks a little bit of Spanish and I get, I'll be fine. So of course, and again, don't know where I'm getting into. So I didn't travel light. I have like this, you know, uh, suitcase on wheels that don't turn. And so we end up on a bus, on the city bus. And you're trying to keep yourself safe and you're trying to keep your bags safe. And, you know, I'm like, then, then the bus drops you off, by the way. And it turns out, I find out the most dangerous part of San Jose. <laughs> So we're in the like the most dangerous part of San Jose trying to find two things we're trying to find is we're going to take the it's like a basically like a greyhound for anybody in North America it's like basically a, a tour bus um, from San Jose down to Golfito which then we're going to take, apparently going to take another bus from Golfito to Pavonis, which is into the jungle and the ocean, by the ocean. So she plans it all out. I let her plan it all out because, you know, she's done more traveling at that point than I had. And so, so we get on the bus, it drops us off. We can't find the hostel. We can't find a we're walking up and down this really dangerous street. There's a bunch of sketchy people that are now paying attention and watching these two, you know, basically white girls who clearly are lost. And we ask for directions, but I don't know at that time that part of um, the local Costa Rican culture is you don't be rude. So even if you don't know um, where you're, where somebody asks for directions, it's rude to not say something. So you just say something. I didn't know that. I was new. <laughs> so I found this out later. 
So anyways, so if you are lost, by the way, FYI, if you are happen to be lost in Costa Rica, make sure you find a non-local um, to ask for directions because uh, there's no guarantee that you get the right directions. So we're walking up and down the street, carrying our luggage, we're clearly lost. My little spidey sense is going off. My intuition is going off like danger, Will Robinson, danger, Will Robinson. And so I say to my business partner, I'm like, we need to get in a cab. She's like, no, we'll be able to find. I'm like, get in the cab now. So we hail a cab, get in the cab. We're nowhere near where we're supposed to be. Um, the cab shows us where the, the bus station is for the next, for our adventure the next day and takes us to the hostel. So we go to the hostel. It's a really lovely hostel. Um, and it's, it's hilarious because we're talking to people about what happened and they're like, you did what you were where you're still alive. You didn't get mugged. Oh my God. So again, intuition, listen to your intuition. <laughs> I see a theme actually in this story. <laughs> so anyways, so um, we get to the hostel. Everybody tells us what, you know, what they, that was, re we're really lucky to still be alive and hadn't been kidnapped for ransom and our stuff hadn't been stolen and all the things. So uh, the next day, um, we don't set our, like our clocks. We don't fix our time zone, whatever. Anyways, we end up at the bus station, like three hours. Our time is all screwed up. We end up three hours before the bus depot even opens up. So now we're like waiting on the side, waiting for it to open. It's pitch black. <laughs> so we get on the bus. Now, the beautiful thing is, is that again, no one tells you anything uh, because you don't know that you should ask these things. Because re uh, remember, I, at this point, I haven't done a lot of traveling. Like I'm pretty like travel virgin. I've been to, at this point, I've been out of Canada and the US. I had been to um, Mexico. I had been to, um, I'd only been to Mexico and I'd only been to the Amazon jungle. Like those are the only two places I'd ever traveled. So this is like my third time outside of North America. So we get on the bus and, uh, you know, the bus is an adventure because like, well, driving, if you've driven anywhere outside in anywhere other than North America, driving is always an adventure. There's always... You never know. It's, it's a whole thing. Traffic lights and 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 signs and you know. So you, you have to not watch. That's what I've learned over the years is to hire somebody in that country that drives and not look out the window. <laughs> Don't look out the window and make sure. Hopefully, the vehicle you're in has a seatbelt and some good brakes, but that's not guaranteed. Depending on where you're traveling. So anyways, so we go through the mountains, but like, there's no heat in this, like when you go into them. So San Jose is one temperature, 
it's, you know, kind of warm. And then you go through the mountains and it's like cold. And so like, there's no heat in on the bus. So you're going through the, all through the mountains and it's freezing. And so me and my business partner, ex-business partner, we got like, we're taking all of our clothes out of our luggage to wear because we're like freezing. And then you you get out of the mountains and now it's like the tropics and it's smoking hot. And so now you're like taking off all your layers and packing them back away when you had your little break. So it was beautiful. The bus was a beautiful adventure. I'm glad that I did it. Um, I'm glad that I did it once. Um, I've been to Costa Rica many a times, probably about nine to 11 times at this point um, since then. And I've only done the bus once there and back and I'm glad I did it. It was beautiful and uh, it was an adventure. And um, I, we almost left. Uh, <laughs> I, only, I knew no Spanish other than baño. <laughs> which is bathroom <laughs> so um you know my business partner went to the bathroom and we took a break in the middle of the mountains and uh she wasn't back on the bus and the bus started driving away and so I'm like flailing around I'm like banyo 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 so somebody figured out that I was pointing and I got really good I'm really good at charades by the way just uh through my travels and not speaking the language and I'm very animated. So anyway, so uh, she gets back on the bus, we drive, then we get dropped up. It's pouring rain. We get dropped off. It's like we we started the morning at like 3 a.m. It's now like 4 p.m. or I think it's like 5 p.m. at night in the evening. And uh, the sun sets quite. So now the sun is starting to set and it's pouring rain and uh, we don't there's only one turns out there's only one bus that goes one either way to like to Pavones or from from to Golfito to Pavones and Pavones to Golfito there's like only like it only happens like twice a day or something like that once in the morning once in the evening and we are already messed it and it was also the beginning of like the rainy season so like the roads were really rough so basically I convinced her and I'm like, I will pay the money for us to get a cab. So we managed to, so we went into a local bar. She used her Spanish skills to get us a cab. Um, but the cab drive, none of the cabs could go there because the roads were washed out and all the things. So it's like an adventure. Like this is like some hardcore adventuring going on. So uh, there was also, there was two other surfer dudes that were on the, uh, they were also on the bus with us. So they had thought the same thing that they could just take the bus in the thing. So we were like, okay, we all managed that we're going to like split a cab, but we need to get a, um, basically a, um, four by four Jeep. So somebody calls their cousin who calls somebody else <laughs> to get us a Jeep. And so we get a Jeep now, and then we're driving and now we're driving through like, not even roads, right? It's like back. We're, you know, there's in the back alleys and, you know, part of me is thinking like, are we going to get murdered? Like, it feels like we might be getting murdered. <laughs> this doesn't feel like safe a little bit. I'm like, so of course I had to, so I just surrendered. Right. So we, we apparently have to stop somewhere. That's why we were in the back thing. So we had to stop some, but somewhere so that we could get, um, uh, basically, um, I don't know what you call it. A, 
where you can basically attach a chain to your vehicle to pull out fallen trees so that you can actually um i, I don't know like i said i don't know what it's technically called basically it rolls up the chain and pulls the thing out of the way with your vehicle so he then but of course it's not on his vehicle so we have to stay for a while for him to actually mount it to the vehicle and then off we go and now we're like driving out into like nowhere and this like we're in the jungle and like and the roads are like some of the roads are washed out and some of the you know lines are down and i'm just like and at first i'm like what have we done the second thing that i also really important lesson to learn um uh, is to make sure that you wear either a bra or a sports bra or something that's gonna, you know, if you have breasts like I do, um, I, and I'm usually commando, I typically don't wear a bra. Um, that was a bad life choice. <laughs> My chest hurt. I think I might have some bruises on my face. <laughs> they're bouncing all over the place. I was like holding them down, strapped them to me, trying to hold them down. And you're like being flinged all over the car and up and down and you're going through and you're like, it's, it's crazy. It's like you're, you're in the outback is what it feels like. You're like going on this epic adventure. So then you just embrace it. Like either you're like terrified or you embrace it. So I just decided to brace it. So I'm all like, yeehaw, this is awesome. We're going on safari, crazy, this is like crazy. So we finally get, I think we were in there for about an hour and two, almost two hours in that adventure of uh, the cab ride from Golfito to uh, Pavonas. And then we drive into this beautiful retreat center and um and so we've arrived but even just getting there was like an adventure so then we have to decide okay where are we going to do my ceremony my initiation so let's come back to the whole initiation so um we're there for like 10 days two weeks i think we we're there for two weeks first time i was there and um you know where are we going to do my initiation and so another friend of mine who i hadn't met in person yet um she was a friend of a friend and um invited us over to their place and she, her property she had a temple a goddess temple actually on her property and so she asked me she's like do you want to do your ceremony here and i said yes please and it's a beautiful goddess temple but you know if you've spent any time in the jungle the jungle is always trying to take back the jungle so there's jungle vines everywhere and um so she's like okay well i'll have you know i'll have our guy clean them up clean it you know clean up the temple and stuff like that for your ceremony i'm like great so we then have our, you know, we have this wonderful vacation, me and her hanging out, going swimming, going to the beach, you know, meeting all the locals, having a great time. Um, it's awesome. We're having a wonderful time. The monkey, everything is just magical. It's amazing. And it's magical. And there's like, you got drumming on the beach and fires and, you know, I get uh, like crazy things. There's so, so many crazy things happen. 
It's beautiful. It's amazing. So couple days before we're going to do my initiation, sorry guys, from yawning. A uh, couple days before we're going to do our, my initiation, the goddess temple, um, I get invited to this beautiful crystal bowl ceremony. So, uh, so, you know, another, you know, dear friend of mine now, um, has this beautiful, I think it's called shooting star yoga studio, uh, right across from the beach and it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and, and, and it's very magical. And so she's hosting, um, a crystal bowl ceremony and the crystal bowls are like, it's like sound therapy, uh, the different crystal bowls, different science sizes have different energies and different frequencies and, um, you know, they're tuned to different things. So anyway, so we all lay down in a circle and we lay down on the ground, um, on the yoga mats and somebody does, you know, all the ritual stuff. And then somebody starts playing the crystal bowl and I feel sick to my stomach. It's icky it energy is awful i don't like it it's like it's so uncomfortable i hate it it's making me like pu like pukey like all things and i'm like i don't understand what is happening to me right now it's like my whole being was resisting completely resisting the frequency of that bowl so when we finally the ceremony is done, I'm like, oh, thank fuck. This was horrible. And this is the first time I've been to a crystal bowl ceremony, um, you know, but I thought I'd be all over that because I'm a drummer and I love music and I love healing through music and all the things. But yeah, I was like, this is horrible. And as I'm leaving, this woman who was like working the crystal ball, she's like, Gaia, I have something to give you. And she hands me this jade ceremonial dagger. She's like, I don't know why, but you're supposed to sit with it. She hands it to me. And all I want to do is like vomit. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> so, so far, my magical experience of the jungle right now is not going so very well at all. So I sit, I have to sit with it. So I, you know, so I go down to the ocean, I sit with the, the dagger and I basically at this point, I, you know, me and the universe are, we're solid and we have lots of conversations and I'm trying to find, figure out what's going on. So I asked the universe of love and I'm like, okay, well, like what the fuck, what the fuck is going on? And so I get all these flashbacks and all these memories of past lives. And so this is probably the first, not the first time, but it's a, it's probably the first consistent time that my ability to see my past lives in the details of those past lives are really like activating and awakening basically. And so what, why I felt so uncomfortable with this stupid dagger is because it's a ceremonial Mayan it was either Mayan or Aztec. Anyways, either one of them. Uh, it was a ceremonial dagger for blood rituals because uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was Mayan. And, uh, and the blood rituals 
um, were like human sacrifices. And so I'm getting, so I'm getting bombarded with the time, the lifetimes where I was, uh, you know, high priestess of both Mayan and Aztec at different points um, and doing the sacrifices, the human sacrifices um, and basically stabbing people in the heart and taking out their heart and all the stuff, the rituals that go along. I don't need to get into graphics into that. But anyway, so I'm getting all this graphic. I'm getting all this graphic details. I don't need to give them to you. So I'm getting all these graphic details of the lifetimes where I was doing that. And, um, and so I feel so ashamed. I remember feeling, oh my God, I am so ashamed. And the other reason why the, the wonderful crystal ball, our crystal uh, bowl ceremony felt so awful is because I had all of the, I hadn't cleared all this stuff. So I was carrying a lot of darkness with me. And so the, the frequency of the love was very uncomfortable and I didn't feel like I deserved it. And I didn't feel like I was worthy of it. And I didn't feel like I would own like that. Yeah. That I could, I could have it, which is why my whole frequency was like, no, Margaret. So I spent about, I would say probably about three days clearing, healing, purging, releasing, um, releasing the souls of of the beings that I had stolen energy from um, and did all of that beautiful clearing so that I could actually step into uh, where I am today, to be honest, um, as this beautiful love and light, uh, you know, sex magic, elemental goddess, high priest is all the things. So I had to clear all the times where, you know, I played on the other team, so to speak, and, um, and heal it. And it was a rough, rough, not pleasant in any capacity whatsoever. <laughs> I will not lie. I will not lie to you. It sucked. It's a rough three days. But then it was beautiful. I was like, it cleared all the things. I healed all the things, cleared all the things, let go of all the things from the past, uh, healed, released the souls, did a bunch of other ceremonial things. Like I, you know, smeared myself in clay and didn't talk for like hours and was like a little click cave girl. And then I washed off in the, in the waterfall and like a lot of really powerful, magical things happened in my time getting ready for my initiation and preparing me. And then um, the day of the ceremony, uh, some more, you know, clay is very powerful for me um, as uh, I used to be a potter. So it's a very, very powerful um, connection I have with clay. So I went and had some river clay that was blue that I went and collected and did a bunch of ceremonies of, you know, having that clay, uh, use that clay to draw symbols on me and, you know, some magical stuff. Um, the, the women who um, were hosting the ceremony and helping to run it and facilitate it and bear witness, um, you know, they all you know, wrote beautiful symbols. So before I even did that, I went and did a cleansing ceremony um, mm -hmm. in this beautiful bath, this flower bath. 
And so I washed away all the past and I washed away everything that didn't serve me anymore. And I smelled really pretty. <laughs> and then of course, um, there were like beautiful flowers in my, my hair and flowers around my, you know, like a lay and little riffs ankle. Oh, that's fascinating. I didn't realize the flower cuffs around my riffs and my ankles. Uh, apparently I was even kinky back then. <laughs> it's interesting telling the stories from the past where you're like, oh, look at that. So anyways, um, and then all the women. Uh, so the temple was above, like it was like an, it was like an old Mayan temple up the stairs, right? So um, all the women at the bottom of the stairs, they, uh, you know, they smudged me and then they put the clay all over my body with symbols. And I had a snake painted all over me with the, with the clay, which is a representation of um, sexual magic and sex energy, snake energy, plus uh, the anacondas, a representation of ayahuasca, who, you know, helped open me up in the first place. And it was beautiful. And then crazy shit starts to happen as if this wasn't crazy enough. So everybody goes up to the part of the temple, at the top of the temple. And I walk, start walking up the temple stairs. And as I walk up each stair, I'm gifted with the understanding and a vision of me in my past lives and the knowledge of those past lives and the teachings of those past lives and the gifts of those past lives. And it starts to integrate into the current me in this lifetime, in this incarnation of me. And so by the time I get to the top of the stairs, I'm like a totally different person from the bottom of the stairs where I didn't know anything. I didn't know I knew anything. Now I'm like, wow, I really know a lot of things. <laughs> I've really been around. I've been around the block. I've really been around. And so I get to the top. I get smudged before I walk into the temple. I'm in, you know, I'm in the temple. I call in all of the directions. So this is like ritual stuff. So these are the things that, you know, part of being a high priestess and, you know, a pagan and all the other things that I am um little magical being that i am so i call in all of the magical beings and creatures and directions and elements and i do all the things and um so that they're all with us and then i turn and this this part is like i didn't even know this okay so i turn to the goddess this beautiful like clay concrete goddess that's been this at the, at the top of the temple and under and on her name plant plate it says Gaia I didn't know it was a Gaia temple I had no idea that I was standing and I was doing going to be doing my initiation at a Gaia temple I had no idea and uh and I just started crying like I just started weeping and I just started crying because it was like I was coming home, I was stepping into my power and everything that I am is all coming together in this moment. And I am whole, I am complete and I am this powerful, magical being. And it's happening at a Gaia temple, which is the name that was given to me. 
And so I'm just like, oh my God. So I'm like weeping and I'm crying and I feel amazing and I'm so happy, all the things. It's just, it's incredible. And, um, and that was the, the beginning of, that was my initiation. After that, since then I've been a high priestess, hands down. And, and I have many more magical stories. I have many more times of Costa Rica. Um, I will share some of those stories, like when I got mermaid vision and, you know, the more of the magical side of my life, because, you know, like I just finished, I just finished last week doing a 30 day uh, vulture medicine transformation. So I'm always doing magic. I'm always um, exploring and expanding. And, you know, there's the, the, the magical goddess that is me um that is you know a different side to me that most of my audience doesn't really know so i'm leaning into all of those places for you i'm you know like i said i i want to share who i am like part of creating my orgasmic life podcast you know i think this is episode 221 so like 221 episodes and on this journey that i've been going on I've been trying to be real and raw and vulnerable and honest and you get all of me and you get all of the craziness of my life and all the magic of my life and how fabulous my life is and all the sex that my the life that I have. But this is a part that I haven't shared a lot with the world. And I'm ready. I'm ready to share this part because these are the other parts of my life that make me so orgasmic, make me so intuitive, make me capable of holding space for my clients. It's what helps me help them heal their trauma. It's all, it's all of these beautiful gifts that I have that are give that were in this adventure that I've been on. Um, that allows me to be truly who I am. So this is why I'm sharing this now, starting to share it with you, okay? And again, if this part of me makes you uncomfortable or um, you don't understand it, or you're like, mm, I feel like that might make, you know, guy a little crazy. I feel like that's not true. That's not real. It's all those things. That's okay. You don't have to believe what I believe but I do want to share with you who I am and how I move in the world. And that's really what my orgasmic life is about is me sharing with you my orgasmic life. My life is orgasmic. It's incredible. And these are all the reasons why. So I'm not hiding any of it anymore. I'm sharing all of it with you. Oh, one last funny story about listening where you should be listening to your intuition. This was like, again, remember this like 2009, 2010. I would not do this now, maybe because I learned from this experience. So one funny story before we end at today's episode and I uh, start talking about how to create bubbles and energetic bubbles and um, what to do with them and how to use them. Oh, and before I tell you this funny story, um, so I teach people, I because of who I am, I teach everybody everything all the time. 
So I have a wonderful course. It's called Essence. It's Magic for Beginners. It's a mentorship program. So if you really are intrigued by my, you know, my magical stories and you want to figure out what your gifts are and what your talents are and what, you know, what, how that shows, how magic. And again, all magic is, is the understanding that everything around us has a frequency and learning how to read that frequency, hear that frequency and interact with that frequency and then harness that frequency with intent. That's what magic is, okay? And we all are capable of it. Um, we all have different skills. We all have different gifts. So if you're like, ooh, I kind of want to learn how to like embrace mine, think, oh, look, I have a course for you, mentorship program. So you can find that on Teachables. You can find that in my online courses um, and there'll be a link in the show notes. All right. So funny story about how one should listen to their intuition. Like I said, my business partner was fun, but she tended to get me in a lot of trouble. And I didn't always listen. If I'd listened to my intuition, I wouldn't have actually been in the trouble. You know, it's like at the same time, my intuition keeps us safe. I kept us safe. But it also, if I had truly listened to my intuition, I wouldn't have been in the situation in the first place. So we're on a boat and we're, we went on a boat tour. And, and so we're on this beautiful boat tour and we're having a great time. And all of a sudden, there's some dolphins. And they're swimming. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to go swim with wild dolphins. And we're in like the middle of the, we're in the middle of the Gulf. And I'm like, and there's like, there's a bunch of other people on the boat tour with us. And um, so there, so we convinced the, the guide, our boat guy, our fisherman, basically, uh, who has the boat to stop so that we can all go for a swim and go swimming with the dolphins. So we stop and then we all jump out of the boat. We don't even look. We don't look what we're jumping into. We don't bother to ask, why are the dolphins over here? <laughs> what are they eating? That's why they're here. Uh, I was like, well, if there's dolphins around, there's no sharks around, so it should be safe to go swimming. That, that was my thought process. I've learned a lot since then. So, <laughs> so we all jump in. No one bothers to look, no one bothers to wait, no one bothers, nothing. We all just jump. And we're in the water now. And all of a sudden you hear, ow, 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 ow. And we're all getting, we jump into a school of jellyfish. And they're like, they're like the, they're not big jellyfish. They're like tiny little strands of jellyfish. They're like the tiny little ones. So they're everywhere and we didn't see any of them. And there's no ladder. Like this wasn't a boat that you go and you jump off the boat and there's a ladder so you can get back in. No, this is a boat off the water. It's a fishing boat. It's not made for jumping in and out of the boat. And so now we can't get back into the boat and we're in the middle of a jellyfish school jellyfish being stung everywhere everywhere and guess what there's no dolphins <laughs> because the human
dolphins that jumped in the water scared the dolphins. <laughs> so <laughs> we finally managed like somebody strong enough to get into the boat. And then uh, the fishermen and that person started being strong enough to pull up people. And so we had to pull up people. And of course, like the, 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 the I was one of the last people to get back in the boat. So I'm covered in jellyfish sting everywhere. Everywhere. Just one big giant jellyfish sting. And I'd heard if you pee on it, it'll stop the sting. And so, you know, I'm like, I'm going to pee on my stings because I don't want to be in stingy, stingy anymore. But they're like, no, that's gross. That's not true. Blah, blah, blah. So like, they're like, nobody else will pee on their stings and finally, and no one will let me pee on the stings while we're in the boat because everybody's uncomfortable. I would make different life choices. I would have just said, you know what? Look the other way. I'm peeing on myself. <laughs> I'm peeing in a cup and I'm pouring this all over me. Get rid of the stings because it works. It worked. Totally worked. And I had no welts afterwards and all the things. So we get back to shore and then I pee. Once we're back on shore, I'm like, the rest of you can all suffer. I am not suffering. I'm going to at least try to get rid of it by peeing on myself. So I did. I peed and I peed in my hand, which was quite entertaining. I peed in my hand and then I threw it on my body. I peed a little bit more. <laughs> and it almost stopped the sting instantaneously, actually. The next day I have no welts. I have no state, like I have no marks on me and my business partner. She's like, she's like got welts and all the things I'm like, see, you should have peed on it or let me pee on it. So here's what I learned from that. One, look before you leap. <laughs> If peeing on this thing is going to make it fix it, might make it fix it, do it right away. Don't suffer. And three, very important. Let other people jump in first and then watch how it goes. Then participate. <laughs> These are the three I learned from that adventure. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed today's fun and entertaining and uh, magical episode. Um, again, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you need extra support, you can always find me at GaiaMorissette.com and, you know, check out, check out the past episodes of me and the Amazon. It'll give you some more framework of things of like, how did I, why am I doing a high priestess? Why am I doing all of the things? Um, so yeah, go check out those episodes. It's uh, episode 211 and 215. And, um, you know, come join Gaia's membership so that you can get all the extended versions and go learn about bubbles. Energetic bubbles, how to use them, how to use them for protection, how to use them to change your life, how to use them. Bubbles, bubbles, more bubbles. <laughs> bubbles, bubbles, troubles and bubbles. <laughs> And um, thank you. You're amazing. I do this for you guys. You're incredible. Thank you for being an amazing audience. And again, always reach out if you need support. And uh, till next episode. Mwah!
stay healthy, stay adventurous, and open your heart to new possibilities, even the ones you can't see. They're all around you. Bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also, come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.